On Podcast 1850, expectations are high at Tesla. We talk grid expansion and the new Xpunk G6 coming to more markets. Plus, we'll talk Rivian using their own vans to service vehicles. Zika's coming to Europe and a great deal in France to get inside an EV. Those stories and a lot more to discuss. We're trying a new thing, so you know when to expect the show. We'll try and put the show live at 5pm every day. That's midday Eastern. Patreon supporters get the shows as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information. Weekend edition, Saturday 1st of July. I'm Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. Tesla is expected to report record delivery numbers for the latest quarter. Analysts are predicting sales of, are you ready for this? 448,000 cars in three months in the quarter. That's up 6% on the previous quarter. Uh, Despite facing competition in key markets, Tesla maintains its position as the leading EV maker globally. They've slashed prices in their model lineups to defend their market position. Some analysts are cautious, though, about their future performance because of concerns about these price cuts. It would continue Tesla's a streak of three consecutive record quarters if they do sometime this weekend announce those big numbers uh, predicting tesla's profitability is more challenging because of those price cuts sometime this weekend we think we'll get those numbers we'll keep an eye on it because it is a bellwether for the entire ev industry and it would signal they get towards uh, half a million cars uh, either produced or delivered that two million annualized run rate really just crazy to think about Now, Tesla's charging hype has been questioned by a former Tesla alumnus. Uh, That would be the CEO of Lucid, Peter Rawlinson, the man behind the Model S, who Elon Musk quite famously tried to um, whitewash from Tesla's history, which was uh, awkward. Uh, Peter Rawlinson, these days, of course, the CEO of Lucid, doing an amazing job at engineering those cars. I think they just need to do a better job at getting them in the hands of, of customers and you know, for fear of uh, using the wrong word, creating more hype around the company. Uh, but he has said that there is too much hype around the NACS connector. It's like comparing a screw cap to a cork on a bottle, he said, rather than uh, comparing the quality of wine inside. A socket is a socket, is a connector, is a connector. That's what he was saying. Well, it's nothing to do with the actual plug. It's how you make charging work. Tesla works well because they do it all themselves, simply putting the Tesla plug, which is smaller and lighter, on a car that has cruddy software on a piece of charging hardware that can't communicate with the car quickly, is still going to lead to a bad experience just with a smaller connector. He acknowledges the reliability of the supercharger network, but again, it's all vertically integrated into Tesla. They make the chargers, they make the cars, they do all the bits in between. He criticised manufacturers that have jumped on board the bandwagon to get the North American charging connector. Peter Rawlinson expressed concerns about the openness at the moment of NACS, the ownership of the charging data that happens and emphasising the need for an open source standard. He believes that any government funding or charging infrastructure should prioritise slower overnight charging in order to distribute where electricity is used. That's interesting. Meanwhile, uh, one of his contemporaries, the CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra, has revealed more details about the deal between GM and Tesla and adopting the NACS standard for their cars. Following Ford and ahead of Rivian and Volvo, they pledged their support. 
Uh, some of the details which I thought were interesting was that the deal included GM customers being charged exactly the same amount as a Tesla customer on the superchargers, which of course is different to how it's at the moment. And a GM estimated the deal has saved them $400 million, but doesn't go into too many finer details of how that all came about. Now we'll talk the new Xpeng G6. It is launching with a big range, 360 miles and about 23,000 UK pounds equivalent. Now it's just been launched in China. This is the new 2024 model year Xpeng G6. But I'm talking about this because there are plans to launch this in European countries next year. Uh, the electric-powered car starts at £23,000 equivalent for the base model, thirty grand for the dual-motor big battery version. It rivals the Model Y, and it's significantly cheaper than the Model Y in China. Xpeng claims that they have got 35,000 pre-orders for the G6, and it's the first Xpeng model based on their new architecture. It's 800-volt system. It's the SEPA, or SEPA 2.0 platform, and that range yeah, 755 kilometres maximum range on that vehicle. 10-minute charging will add 300 kilometres. So really fast charging. And, well, do you want to pay for the Tesla name and get the Model Y? Or would you like something that is a bit different? Uh, I guess that's a decision for Chinese buyers to make for now. But, yes, at some point that will come out in European countries. But no more details yet of when they will launch those vehicles. Now, talking about some vehicles from China, which have come out over here. Uh, the MGs, of course, owned by SAIC. MG Motor uh, is owned, uh, or rather MG Motor is owned by SAIC, launching a new leasing offer in France for the MG4. That's their smaller car, and I'm a huge fan of the MG4. This new offer in France allows drivers to lease the car. How much do you reckon per month? Well, I'll tell you. 99 euros a month. Wow, that to get inside a brand new electric vehicle. The deal starts today until the end of August. They're calling it a social leasing scheme and it aims to make EVs more affordable. One of the top selling EVs in France, actually, the MG4. Now, in Germany, Volkswagen's battery factory is progressing with the installation of machinery and equipment. It puts the construction on track for series production in 2025. The factory is one of three battery factories that VW will eventually build, this being the first one in Salzgitter. And the others are in Valencia, in Spain, and Ontario in Canada. Total capacity of the three factories combined, 200 gigawatt hours a year, making batteries solely for Volkswagen Group vehicles. Uh, their dedicated battery subsidiary is called PowerCo, and it's managing all three factories, hiring and training the workforce there as well. Rivian are next in the news, deploying their own EDVs. Now, an EDV is an electric delivery vehicle. They're making them for delivery companies, and now they're using them themselves. And that makes sense, because how often has Tesla turned up to do some mobile service, oh, in a combustion vehicle? Often, if that's a van. If it was often a Model S would turn up, and but that's, that's cool. But Rivian are saying, no, no, for our mobile service, we'll only use electric and our own electric vans. Got a big cargo capacity, which is you know, important for any bigger or heavier, bulkier hardware that's needed to do some service on a vehicle. They've got all the tools and parts needed for 80% of all repairs that need to be done. Uh, they've got 244 outlets, vehicle-to-vehicle charging, and they've got 200 vans planned to be in their mobile service fleet by the end of the year. 
Now let's talk Zika. That's a brand owned by Geely, and it's targeting diesel car owners who are looking to switch to electric vehicles in Germany. The Zika 001 is a mid-size shooting brake. Uh, it's, I think, for me, a really attractive, not only size of vehicle that I don't think is too big, too small for European roads. It's a shooting brake. It looks practical. I think it looks kind of funky and it recently became available to order in the Netherlands starting at 60,000 euros and this move reflects the increasing demand they say for uh, EVs like this and it highlights Geely's strategy to capture that audience here in Europe. They're aiming to tempt over people who would otherwise be cross-shopping, they say, an Audi, a BMW or Mercedes. So they're not talking about, hey, we want VW ID3 buyers. They're going a little bit more upmarket, which is where Zika sits, in fairness, in terms of the Geely company with the 001. Now, let's talk about odd political things that happen that I don't understand, but they're not in my country, so I won't pretend to understand. Uh, The governor of Florida is a chap called Ron DeSantis, and I think he has his eyes on the White House at some point. He just vetoed a bill that would have totally changed that state, would have modernised how Florida purchases vehicles. It would have created incentives for the purchase of electric vehicles. The bill was widely popular. It had bipartisan support. Nobody was against this bill. It was good for the state. It was good for air quality. It saved them money. Everybody supported it. It could have saved Florida $277 million. But out of nowhere, he chose to go against, like I said, the bipartisan support and veto the bill, because it had electric vehicle in the title. He is aligning himself more and more so, according to the people who I talk to, my US friends, with the views of Donald Trump, who hates electric vehicles, and this looks like a political play, rather than doing what the right thing uh, would be. The other side of the country, California, where we never have to worry about uh, uh, people hugging too many trees. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course. The Californian Public Utilities Commission have been conducting some research because there was work done on how much work would be needed to upgrade the grid there. And, well, the numbers are quite large. And so who better to put in charge with actually coming up with some, some decent numbers than California's Public Utilities Commission? So they looked at what's needed to upgrade the grid in California to accommodate EVs everywhere. And they found out it would cost between 15 and 20 billion by 2035. So we've got over 10 years to get there. But that number is significantly lower than the 50 billion projected by a previous study. So the Public Advocates Office's study used a different model and predicted a more even distribution of when EVs would be charged. This new study looks at when EVs would be charged and hopefully mitigates the costs of grid upgrades. You know, all you have to do is incentivize people just a little bit to charge at the right time. And what's the time now? It's 19 minutes past midnight because I've been with my family and doing some work all day. So I'm doing this at the very end of the day today. And uh, and I'm not charging my car, but I will be in 11 minutes because I have an automation set up uh, with Home Assistant because I'm a nerd. Oh, hello, home automation. And um, But no, so I have that set up because I can access... My car charger, which is my energy zappy, I can access my uh, home inverter, blah, 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 all through my little dashboard. And so when I got home today, I'm like, mm, I need to charge the car. Oh, I'll set it for 12.30. One click is all it took, and that's all it takes to change someone's 
behaviour. And there, I, I'm not saying you have to get nerdy about this. I am super anorakt about this kind of stuff. But uh, but there we go. Right, let's talk a little bit about Lego lowering charging prices. Lego, the EV charging company, is introducing lower prices in European countries from today, and it will apply to DC fast charging from 50 kilowatts. And in Germany, the new rate, 73 cents per kilowatt hour. Belgium and the Netherlands, also 73, uh, 79 in the Netherlands, rather. Uh, but this price reduction is one of many that's happening around uh, Europe with uh, EV charging companies. The price reduction is always attributed to lower costs in purchasing electricity, which is finally happening. That's really good news. And finally, uh, NEO has set a new record by putting in 29 of their huge battery swap stations. Not just 29 batteries, but entire stations. 29 in a day. (laughs) The speed at which stuff happens in China is just absolutely crazy. 29 in a day. That's now 1,543 battery swap stations, 423 are long highways. They want 1,000 this year, another 1,000 this year added and the company plans to expand their battery swap network in germany as well and they've added 18 supercharging stations and four new destination charging stations battery swapping in china it's absolutely huge yet to be convinced outside of china but we'll wait and see that's your podcast for today uh, thank you to our premium partners phil roberts of electric future porsche of the village in cincinnati audi of cincinnati east volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii Derek riley's ev review island youtube channel octopus electroverse global public charging made simple with one app and one map and lease plan electric moments providing all the tools and guidance ev drivers need have a good and see you tomorrow and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid